Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. It's Puckle! Puckle! It's Puckle! Puckle! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Puckle! Puckle. And welcome to the 381st episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host on, or your your host, your host on this late night version of Puckle. I am Trainer Thatch, and I'm here today with my copious co-hosts. Uh, first, the man who is currently back from rehab and detoxing, Scrawn. What up? Uh, I'm actually a coast. I'm not a co-host, so get it right. You're a coast. Is it is it west or east or south or north? Uh, I'm the Golden Coast, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess is technically the West Coast, but whatever. <laughs> and then, of course, we've got the man with the plan. It is our Sigma. Hello, everyone. And hey, oh, I've got a joke, real quick. What would you call our Sigma if he was a pirate? It's our Sigma. <laughs> <laughs> what a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. If you're new, welcome back. If you're old, we've got a great show for you today. Puckle stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that I came up with in 2007 when I was in high school and we played Pokemon in people's basements. It was cool. It was hip. Uh, we talk everything here, Pokemon on the show, from the video game to the trading card game to even movies like K- Kirem and the Swords of Justice. <laughs> You said it right. Everyone is so did proud. I, did I? I purposely tried to say it right well, today. You tried, and that's what's important. <laughs> <laughs> good enough. Uh, so uh, today we have a good show for you. We're gonna, of course, start open up with just some chit chat, talking about what's going on in our lives, Pokemon wise, and then, of course, we're gonna jump into the news, followed up by a quick game show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. Uh, then we're going to go into the topic today. We're going to talk about some uh, legendary speculation. I'm actually really excited for this today. And then we're going to close out your show with a Pokemon of the episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then, of course, following that, we're going to we're gonna go ahead and give you a, uh, what what is it, a mailbag segment. <laughs> I almost forgot. It's so late, guys. I'm recording at like 7.30. It's so late. It's wow, past my so bedtime. Late. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that so uh, that's how the show's going to go today. I, I hope you guys stick around and I hope you guys are ready. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. How you guys been doing? How, how's your Pokemon lives? How's how's your best life? I've been real good. Uh, prepping for draft league. We've got we were two and zero oh so far. I'm real happy about that. Ooh. I shouldn't have won my second game. British Gent had prepared better and. He he messed up right at the end when he should have retreated 
he but I think he forgot that Slowbro had regenerator. Oh. And he left it in, so my Mian Chao just knock off that, and then I had Choice Scarf on my Mian Chao, and he didn't have Choice Scarf on his Latias, and I knock off his Latias for one hit KO, and it was really, really sad for him, but I was pleasantly surprised. Anyway, that's just <laughs> great. Uh Today at GameStop, where I currently work, they released the Kanto Pokemon tins. Oh, so I don't even I, know about this. I yeah, they had they shipped like three to every store, and there are five different variants. So it's like a big collector's item or whatever. So I went ahead and just bought one, and I was very disappointed because inside it's just a poke what they call a Pokemon art card, but it's mm. not actually like a promo. And it's just like a pack of burning shadows, a pack of fates collide, and a random coin. Oh God, <laughs> but that sounds awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nine dollars, but I got the the tin, and the tin is what people want. I don't know that I care about any of this actually. Right? Yeah, I was actually disappointed. Yeah, I was like, "Whoa, I'm gonna get a sweet promo," and then it was like, "Nah, Ooh. no, bro, that's not gonna happen." Yeah, that's I, Pokemon for me right now. <laughs> I, I remember when people were hoping that's how we were going to get those screen promos that are done uh, in that screen painting yep. style. That would have been really cool, but it's unfortunate to hear that it doesn't sound great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, obviously there are five special tins that you can collect and like hardcore Pokemon collectors are going to try to get each one since they're kind of rare, but like it's not really worth it if you're looking for something on the online or for actual cards. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather work on getting those like Pokeball tins. Yeah, yeah. What about that. you, Sigma? What have you been up to? Uh, I've been working on our social media page on the yeah, a lot actually. <laughs> <laughs> you and Ashton have been like knocking it out of the park. Yeah. So starting today, which is Monday, we'll be having the Pokemon bracket started, and it's a daily poll series where you get to vote for a game in the series going against another game in the series, and it should be a fun time. So yeah, that actually a- looks really fun. It's going to be a nice 32 days of fun, so. <laughs> Pokemon Emerald for the win, people! Is that even on the list? Is Pokemon Emerald even yeah. there? Yeah, we gave yeah. it, like, top seating. Okay, that's that's probably actually fair. It's probably one of the better GBA games. <laughs> yeah. Watch Pokemon Conquest be <laughs> that. Oh my goodness, the DS era is a mess. Did you know Pokemon uh, Trading Card Game Online came out at that time? Oh, really? Oh, no. <laughs> No. Yeah, I mean it's got Heart Gold Soul Silver and uh black and white on it, so I I fully expect that Heart Gold Soul Silver will will win that division. I I should honestly speculate and fill out like my own bracket. <laughs> but I I fully expect Heart Gold Soul Silver to win that division like handedly. I don't see a reason why Heart Gold Soul Silver would lose a DS era like version uh, of that. Pokemon Explorers of Sky, which according to last episode you haven't played yet, so you no. can't make an informed decision. And you know what? <laughs> Nobody asked me for an Explorers of Sky playthrough on Twitch either. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's not happening. <laughs> Have you played Gates to Infinity? I was curious. Is that the one on the 3DS? It uh, was the first one on the 3DS, and which, then there's Super uh, Rescue Team. Oh, that's Super Mystery Dungeon. So I played Super. That's the only one. So I okay. played. I played. Yeah. I played Blue Mystery Dungeon, and I've played that one. And those are the only okay. two I've played. Blue is probably the second best. Uh, Super Mystery Dungeon was good, but it was really different, and a lot of people didn't like the recruiting method. But Gates to Infinity is the absolute hot garbage. <laughs> 
of possibility <laughs> that a Pokemon game can be. It's like only a it's only Unova Pokemon, but wait, only a select few Unova Pokemon, but also Pikachu and some other popular friends. And like it's like half of the game is cutscenes whenever you're and the play playthrough is just like not great at all because it's like six dungeons or something. It was this, also back was when the yeah, it was back when the 3DS was new, so they also wanted to do something with the 3DS camera, so they had you just go to <laughs> random circular objects to get to oh, no. random dungeons. It was, <laughs> it was real bad. Oh, no. <laughs> it was not a good game. <laughs> now, I want to play Sky. I really just need to sit down and do it. I, I just haven't gotten there yet. Like, uh, I with everything that's going on, because like right now I'm going to start doing this D&D thing with my friends, just one shot, so after that I'll probably mm-hmm. have some more time. Um, and then we're going to be doing, uh, the other thing I've been working on is Upple right now. We're finally done. I think we're done with week nine. We just came away with the W. So we're on a seven win streak. So that's really cool. We started the season zero and two and we're now we're seven and two. So that's a lot of fun. That's good to know. Uh, so we just played against Mikey from Pokemon Crossroads. He's been on the show before actually. So if you like dig way back in the archives, you'll find him. Uh, but he, he's a good guy. He's a really, really nice guy. I really like interacting with Mikey. And so it was a good game. Well played to him. (laughs) Yes. I've been to every PuckleCon except one. And at every PuckleCon, there's always that one. There's always Mikey. Except for the last one. Yeah. There's always (laughs) Mikey. And you like go up to him and you shake hands with him. It's like, Hey dude, it's nice to see you again. And then you like, don't talk to each other for the rest of the time. Until next year. <laughs> well, we say, "Hey, how you doing?" And then we have like our short little like uh, conversation. And it's not like it's not like he and I don't talk like in between now and then, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he like, and I talk, talk talk in other in other media, like on Twitter and mm-hmm. on and on Discord and stuff like that. So it's not like uh, we don't know who each other are, and we're on really good terms with each other. So, oh yeah, totally. totally. He, he's a great yeah. guy. He's a great if, guy. If you happen to bring up like metal decks and the TCG to him or manga then he'll probably talk your ear off. Yeah, absolutely. No, he has a lot of opinions about metal decks in the TCG. Uh, he's, also, he's also a much better TCG player than he is a video game player, though he is doing really well in Upple, to be fair. Like, up until now, he was uh, he was ahead of us in the division, and I think he still is. I think it's... Uh, I, I think, think tiebreakers break for him. I think right tiebreakers break for him. I think his differential is 20 and our differential is 19. So we're, we're like neck and neck. We'll see how it goes, though. Uh, is, All right, it, cool, cool. Yeah, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Uffle's just a great time, so if you haven't checked that out, check that out. Um, that is it, though, and we've got a little bit of the news to talk about, so let's shift gears and kick it on over to that news segment. Let's cue that epic music. And welcome to the news. The news is where we talk about things that are going on in Pokemon. And there are only some things going on. So if you play Pokemon Go, man, do I have good news for you. Uh, we, we've we got an Equinox event happening. It starts on... When does it start? Uh, it starts on... I don't actually know. Is it the 19th? Uh, it runs from March 19th. The 19th. March okay, so Tuesday... Uh, to March 26th. That's actually a decent length. And what happens is a uh, leaf tornado gets added to the game and you're going to end a few other moves uh, to Acid a certain spray. Pokemon. Um, and then we're also going to see Lunatone and Solrock do the switch. So that's sad because I haven't caught Lunatone yet. 
They were actually pretty common during the Halloween event, I think. I wasn't even playing because it's so cold outside, and it just got warm enough to play again. <laughs> I guess you aren't a real Pokemon Go player uh, if you can't deal with the cold. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> yes. I, no argument. <laughs> no argument with that. I, I am, I am like what I will call the gray area between like a hardcore Pokemon Go player and a casual Pokemon Go player. That's a pretty big area. <laughs> like I'm in that I'm in that big gray area of I'm not like super casual like oh man, I have no idea what's going on versus the I'm level 40 and I've got seven cell phones and I'm going to go raid. I'm in between there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um I'm in between there. My limit is and Uncle Oshawott has agreed with me on the Discord server about this is that um if it's too cold to go outside, I don't care, I'm not going to play. <laughs> but it's finally warm enough sort of random pokemon go story uh this lady in our my local raid group has become she's like 50 or something has yes. become so obsessed with pokemon go that she actually changed her facebook name to her pokemon go name because she couldn't figure out how to change her nickname in our facebook chat <laughs> and it was it was hilarious to read like the comments of all her family members being like this game has consumed your life what is happening to you <laughs> Uh, but this event is going to be increasing the spawns of grass-type Pokemon, and we are assuming, due to the pictures, that Shiny Oddish might be making an appearance. Also, don't forget that the, uh, we're also going to be getting Defense Form Deoxys in in raids. Uh, if you want Defense Form Deoxys in EX raids, starting from March 25th. He thick. Ooh. <laughs> and then, in not Pokemon Go news... We've got some cool stuff. First of all, uh, we heard about this a while ago, and it's really cool to hear that the Cinnabore Pokemon Center is going to be opening up on the 17th of April. Unfortunately, it's in an airport. Uh, but oh. it, yeah, uh, but there is a Pokemon Center in Cinnabore. I'm I'm excited for this just because of the possibility that maybe there will be more Pokemon Center coming in the future. I can only hope. Singapore is like a urban me- metropolis. So like it's a like probably a prime candidate for something. Oh, like absolutely! That. But I would yeah. love to see like L.A. Pokemon Center. You know what I mean? I feel like that would be cool. Like that would work out. You yeah, know you-, you know, other than like getting robbed every two days. <laughs> That's not th- if you put it in the right area of L.A. It, that would not happen. Uh, <laughs> this isn't Chicago, okay? Like we're talking about L.A. <laughs> I mean, so- I'm a little surprised we don't have more vending machines around. I I am as well. I feel like they could pull them off pretty well. Granted, I do want to say GameStop is doing a really good job just assimilating into a Pokemon Center. Uh, they they've started to actually carry like Pokemon Center merch. Like this happened about yeah. a year ago. We've got like three shelves. Yeah. Well, I'm just waiting because there's just like a, there's going to be a point where like people stop buying like the physical media. GameStop has already started this, where they're turning into more of like a fandom store than anything. That you can see this by their purchase of ThinkGeek. I think what we're gonna see is uh, we're gonna see GameStop slowly just kind of morph into just pretty much a full-on fandom store. What will eventually happen is Nintendo is just gonna be like, "Here's way more Pokemon stuff," and then they just buy GameStop and turn them all into Pokemon centers. <laughs> hey, um, from what I've been hearing. Like on stock stuff, GameStop was looking for a buyer. So I would not be surprised if GameStop and was Nintendo looking for a buyer. Nintendo could probably buy GameStop like ten times over. 
I don't know. I feel like it would be a real re- weird situation. It would have to be. I feel like there's too many GameStop for somebody like Nintendo to buy it. I feel like it would have to be. Um, it would. They would only buy like certain stores. Like I could see it being like one store per like lo- per city or something like that. Maybe they could buy at maximum. But I don't think that. Honestly, it's not going to happen. But yeah, I, I, I can dream. I can dream. <laughs> I can dream. In other news, though, we've got some other goodies. Um, in Detective Pikachu news, there's a lot of TCG cards getting passed around everywhere. So you can go get your creepy looking t- Pokemon TCG cards. Creepy looking. They are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like uh, Koro Koro, uh, according to the information in the latest issue, is going to be having actu- uh, exclusive uh, coverage of Pokemon Sword and Shield, which is really exciting. I'm hoping that we get something next month. There was nothing in this month's Koro Koro, but maybe next month's Koro Koro will get some information. Because... Uh, they they said they're going to follow up with more information in Koro Koro uh, in the la- latest issue. So that's really exciting. What I wish Nintendo did with reveals is what like Blizzard does with reveals, uh, especially concerning Hearthstone. They'll like ask a, a famous streamer or something to like reveal a card that's coming up in their own video, but like heavily monitor and review the video to make sure it meets their standards or something. And like, they could do that with like PokeTubers or something. Or so they kind of already do that. I don't know if you were paying attention to like, obvi- probably not because you really hate let's go. But if you're, <laughs> if you were, if you're watching the let's go build up, uh, there is actually a lot of that. They brought PokeTubers into their studio to play the game early and stuff like that. And allowed them to record mm-hmm. some footage. So, so that has happened already. And I'm sure we'll see more of that when we get closer to the release of the game. I don't think we'll see that until much, much later, though. Yeah, because up until, like, semi, like, last few years recently, like, a lot of the Nintendo ads have been, like, TV media. But, like, TV's dying. That's not true at all. But that's okay. (laughs) No, (laughs) it is. It is. Direct and YouTube ads and Twitch ads. Yeah, there's more than TV's TV dying. ads. The only people who watch TV are... No, 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 no. TV's 45. dying. I agree with you, but I don't agree with you that Nintendo's ads are mostly only TV. They aren't whatsoever. Well, yeah, they've been switching over. Yeah, they. they I think they've already successfully made that jump. I, I'm not worried about it. Uh, that, that's my point. I, I'm not worried about it. I wouldn't worry, be worried about their like TV presence. Like You have to have some TV presence. You can't just like kill it. Uh, as much as none of us watch TV. <laughs> But yeah, you can't kill it because I I don't I I haven't watched TV in I don't know how long I I watch Netflix Hulu and YouTube like that's what I watch. <laughs> if anything, they should at least bring back the Gen three uh like Pokemon Emerald promotional ad, which was basically like this kid becoming a sociopath with Pokemon powers. <laughs> if I, anyone remembers that, <laughs> I think they did a really good job with like the Sun and Moon release. The Sun and Moon release had a lot of really big, huge, uh, what is it, like uh, videos where they had this one kid who is moving from Japan to Hawaii, and there were just a bunch of sequences where they all became friends, and it was really oh, cute and yeah. adorable. Yeah, that was I, fine. I, I think prefer- if they push something like that again with Sword and Shield, I think they'll do just fine. I prefer <laughs> to yeah. like a welcoming party with the different like nationalities of the youth. I want to say it, but I feel like I'd say a bad word. No, you can't do that. <laughs> no. Hey there, we lassie, welcome to our fine region. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to shoot out by someone. Oh, my God. It's really weird, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I, I'd be really interested to see if they do something similar to that, because I really like those those videos when they showed 
the the kid in moving to Hawaii and making new friends and those friends doing adventure things and they were all tied together by Pokemon. I would be really the, excited to see that. Or the Black Two White Two animated short. That was a good one. That was good too. Man, that was that was pretty hype. But I digress. Let's move on. If you're playing Let's Go and you're in, you're in Japan and you pre-ordered your ticket to Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution, you can get a Max EV level 100 Mewtwo with Psychic Shadow Ball, Barrier, and Calm Mind. Oh, not level 100, level 70. My apologies. It is locked to the Quiet Nature, and it can be obtained from April 12th to July 11th. And you can redeem the code until September 30th. Wow. Wow. Yeah, this movie is going to be going to be an event, let me tell you. I I don't I don't know how I feel about this movie coming out. Uh especially after s- you can confirm that it is an event. I mean, I'm going to go when it inevitably comes to the US in November, right? And they do like the random four nights of Fathom events and I'm going to probably go on a Wednesday night again, mostly because nobody went to the movie theater on a Wednesday night to this Fathom event. And I'll go watch Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolutions, and I'll walk out being like, that just happened. <laughs> yeah. I, I understand why they're doing it. They were definitely trying to ride on the Let's Go hype at the same time, right? Because they're going, hey, Let's Go is coming out. Let's make, remake a movie. And I could see it definitely being them just being like, hey, let's take a year off from making movies and then make another really good one, right? Uh, that's what I'm hoping is that this is movie 23, technically. I'm hoping that movie 24 just knocks me out of the park. Nope, it's going to be a 3D rendering of the Celebi movie. Everyone's favorite. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like if it would have been if it would have been Power of One, I'd be like, I don't care about the animation style. I want an excuse to watch that movie again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we picked the bad one. Yeah, we picked the we picked single handedly the worst movie in the Pokemon franchise. What is it like? If you become a patron that donates what for what amount for a year, you can get a hundred dollars a month. Yeah, a yeah. hundred dollars a month, you'll get Thatch to come to your house and watch a movie with you. Someone do that and make him watch Mewtwo Strikes Back again. Mewtwo Strikes Back, I'm okay with. Person. I'm okay with. Oh that. no, the the reanimated one. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I'll still I like. Um, I, I'm working on a I'm working on a secret side project that people will know about about when the Patreon hits a certain goal. Uh, but well, uh, I'm working on a secret side project uh, that it pertains Pokemon movies. So stay tuned. Nice. So this is, th- I mean, this is pretty much it I, I, for the news today. Uh, in Puckle news, there are a few things. Uh, first of all, the PFTT, our Prepare for Trouble uh, tournament, is starting signups right now. You can go to our Discord server, go sign up for the PFTT. It is a VGC's Ultra Series rule set. You can go ahead, download that, and we can play ultra series sun and moon and if you play if you play in this tournament and you win you get a pre-order of pokemon sword or pokemon shield your choice also you get puckle league points it's gonna be a lot of fun yep and you also don't need to know what your team is when you sign up nope team submissions will be after signups close this one's pretty laid back too like i I would like to throw that this is one the the vgc tournaments have a little bit more laid back than something like utc which is taking super seriously Mm -hmm. so uh, definitely suggest signing up for it. It's going to be a blast. I think that's it for Puckle News, though. So we are going to kick it on over, guys, to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge.
And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. That means no computer screens, nothing, no help, no phone a friend. These two guys are going to be working together as a team to try to answer five Pokemon-related questions for a possible total of seven points. You'll understand. One of these is a bonus point. There's a hint they can use. Cash in for an extra point. Blah, blah, blah. They are competing against their fellow co-host in a race to whoever can get 30 points the fastest. They are going to get $20 credit to the Puckle Tea Public Store where they can pick out any Puckle t-shirt they want. It's going to be great. Probably the one with their own faces on it uh, because they are that facetious. Probably, I am yeah. not. I, <laughs> no, <laughs> I hate anything that has my face on it. Scrawn is going to buy the Thatch t-shirt uh, if nope. he wins. Nope. I refuse to validate you anymore. <laughs> uh, I already do this podcast. This I'm not forcing you to do it. <laughs> Uh, but that's we are... what you say publicly <laughs> get back in the closet but this segment <laughs> this segment is brought to you by animegravy.com where you can pick up a great amount of uh anime merch including professor oak posters other pokemon artwork uh as well as just some general anime stuff so check them out animegravy.com they're they are sponsoring this segment of the show we are going to go ahead and jump right into the questions though so I hope you guys are ready, because here comes question number one. I'm ready. Sure. In what generation was both was in what generation did both the Pokemon and the moves have the same number? So you had the same number of Pokemon in that generation as you had the same number of moves in that generation. Hmm. Oh, so like new moves? Well the total moves. Total moves. That's interesting. I would think it's gonna be two or three. Yeah, um, because two. How many TMs did Gen two have? Because Gen Gen three had fifty as well. So I'm thinking they didn't add that many in Gen three, um, and they didn't add too many. Pokemon I think they added there. a surprising amount in Gen three. I I want to lean on Gen two because I know there's a move, there's an egg glitches, and that's how you get Celebi. And I think there's a move dedicated to each Pokemon, and that's how you do the egg glitch. But Huh. Yeah, that's honestly our best lead. I'll I'll go with Gen 2 on that. Okay. Yeah. Gen 2 is correct. There are 251 Woo! Pokemon as well as 251 moves. So check that nice. out. That's crazy. All right. So we're going to keep talking about moves for a little bit. And what we want to know here moves. is what move type is the least common by type it's like pokemon type what type is the least common type in p moves sure sure um the first thing that comes to mind just without me thinking at all is dragon uh dragons that's right though. i think it's going to be between dragon and steel or like ice or something ice has a few weird status moves like it's got haze and stuff yeah haze mist uh because i don't think it's dark anymore dark has plenty of moves nowadays <laughs> And I think there are quite a few steel types as well. Uh, fairy is a decent choice because that came out in Gen 6. Yeah, fairy is a... But there are so few dragon moves, so... Hmm. I feel like hmm. it's probably just dragon. I'm gonna go with dragon in this case as well. Dragon is correct. Sweet. There's only 18 of them, so like, there's not that many at all. Your next question, name them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna we are gonna keep talking about dragon type moves though in this next question. Uh, 
I have oh, nice segues boy. for almost all of the questions today. You're really today. showing us all, showing us your moves today. <laughs> yeah. So the the segue I have is we like we like dragon type moves, but do you know that uh, Dragon Hammer is a move that Alolan Executor got this generation? It was introduced in Generation Seven, and it's its signature move. However, some Pokemon that's not named Smeargle uh, can actually learn this move. Uh, what Pokemon can learn Dragon Hammer that's not Alolan Executor? Ooh, that is a hard question. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you do also have your hint. Don't forget that. Okay, so what I'm going to guess is that we can kind of think of an egg move, maybe. Maybe a tall or long Pokemon. So, like, Gyarados, maybe? No, it's not Gyarados. Uh, okay. Uh, long Pokemon that are dragons or like close to dragons uh maybe tropius you know uh, what i wouldn't doubt it if it's tropius but let's um hmm. tropius is just weird enough for it to be it yeah you know like <laughs> i think it was in the dragon egg group too so it would yeah. be able to get that as an egg move maybe yeah i wasn't even uh, thinking of tropius but because uh, i don't think it's going to be any gen 7 pokemon and like all the Maybe Komo? Because it's, no, it's not Komo. Okay. Uh, Gen 6. So that was Gudra. No, um, not Gudra. <laughs> I'm going to uh, need an answer, Hydra, guys. Not... You know what? I'm just going to go with Tropius because sure. it's weird enough. Yeah. It seems odd enough. Tropius no one would run it. is correct. What? Oh my god. Tropius can learn <laughs> Dragon Hammer via, via Egg Move and Ultra Sun Ultra Move. <laughs> Now that I'm imagining it, like, slamming its head with a bananas on something, I'm just <laughs> laughing. It's <laughs> ridiculous. I didn't know that until today, and I, I didn't I didn't think you guys would get that. But good job to you guys. Good job to you. Let's get a perfect score. Our <laughs> All right, close. so uh, this this next – so we like Tropius. This next question has to do nothing with Tropius. <laughs> In fact <laughs> – Is it more moves? Is it more moves, Thatch? Are you uh, doing this to us? Uh you like moves, and a famous character from a fighting game named Captain Falcon wants you to show me your moves. Speaking of fighting <laughs> games, <laughs> we have Pokemon tournament in the in the Pokemon world, uh, uh, and I want to know. Uh, you, there are three answers for this, but uh, I only need two of them. What three evolutions are support Pokemon in Pokemon tournament? All right, so Sylveon, Umbreon, and Sylveon. Yeah, okay. Um, Espeon, Umbreon, and and Sylveon. Because I'm pretty sure Sylveon is one. I know Espeon and Umbreon are. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I occasionally yeah, use them. I'm, does and Eevee Sylveon count? seems really familiar. Because I'm pretty sure Eevee's in it too. Yeah, Eevee is one, but I don't think that's an Eeveelution. It's okay. not an Eeveelution, so, yes. Uh, okay. Oh, so, right. yeah. All right. Umbreon, Espeon, and Sylveon are correct. You get the two points for that. So, you guys are at, uh, I guess that's six points right now. Or, no, no, five yep, points. Five. five for four. Five for four. So Five, this, we need one more. So this next question, this next question is, uh, is your base point question as usual. And I want to know, because I chose this relatively quickly, what ghost type Pokemon has the highest base speed of all ghost type Pokemon? Um, hmm. Marshadow comes to mind. Uh, what do you know what its base speed is? 125. Thinking, all right. The closest thing I can think of is Gengar. Uh, Mega Ghost Pokemon. Mega Gengar is, is faster. Yes, you are correct. Um, uh, Mega Gengar. It is 130. So, and we do include Mangas, right? Yes. So Mega Gengar. Um, it wouldn't be, obviously. Giratina is not fast. Um, 
There's no fast ghost Pokemon up to Gen 3. Gen 4, no. Those are all Gen, slow. Oh, Frostlass kind of comes close, but That's not really. 110, not really. Uh, uh, Gen 5, introduced Kof Egregious. And Super slow. Chandelure, <laughs> uh, slow. And Golurk, yeah. Golurk is um, slow. Gen 6 was... Trevenant is slow. Pumpkaboo is yeah. slow. Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, and that, oh, Rotom maybe? No, it's no, not Rotom. Rotom is it's Mega Gengar. Me. It's gotta be okay. Yeah, yeah, that's Me- our answer. Mega Gengar is correct. That Woo! gives you guys seven points today. It's been a while since we got a perfect score. Uh, <laughs> I think it was a, last time I was on. It's been a really long time, but that does <laughs> almost change up the standings. Actually, it does change up the standings. Um, seven so points, it probably does. Seven points. It, it's a pretty significant change. So the, as a reminder, these guys are racing to 30 points. Nobody has hit 30 yet. Uh, we finally got one person within uh, shouting range, though. So that's uh, actually going to be a good news bears for that person. Uh, I so think it's me. <laughs> it is you, <laughs> He stealthily um, signs up for the next so, available opening. So oh Scrawn is in first place with 24 points. In second place, we have Whimsicott with 17. In third place, we have Sublime with 15. In fourth, we have Seth Vilo with 14. Uh, in fifth, Basket with 12. Tied for sixth, we have Linian and Sigma with 11. In eighth, we have Bosephus and Dr. Shamu, both tied with 10 points. And then bringing up the rear, we have Jushiro in 10th with six. So until next time, guys, we will uh, catch you on the flip-flop doing some more Pokey Quiz. But until then, we're going to take a short break and be right back at you with the topic. Hey, Puckalonians, it's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, PucklePodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Pokalonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at youtube slash pucklepodcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be legendaries and how we want them handled in Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. Uh, just because we've had a good variety of Pokemon hype going on with these, and I think that the legendaries are still unclear, and it's kind of just fun to think about, right? I'm still waiting for my steampunk moose thatch. It's, <laughs> it's, it's only happen. days away. Only days this away. This is the generation. This is the generation. This isn't the Canada region. But it's the steampunk. It might one. be. You don't know that it's not. We have a. It, where does that tunnel go, Thatch? You're the one who said it yourself. I think that tunnel goes to Kalos, but we can save that conversation for another day. I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but I guarantee you that tunnel does not go to Kalos. I, it's gonna go to like a dead end cave with like two people in it who are like move tutors or something. It's move tutors, and then there's, like, Zygarde. It's still Zygarde. We haven't moved past it. It's still Zygarde in the cave. Yeah. It's the hundred, It's the other side of Terminus Cave that's caved in. It's where, it's where the other 50% oh. of Zygarde was from XY. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, that's the worst. Like, if they dangle it in front of you like that, oh, my God. Isn't oh. it, though? It's honest, Like, it's almost as much of a tease as when... Like, they kept constantly talking about going to Kanto in Sun and Moon, 
and Ultra Sun and Moon, and it just never happens. <sighs> oh, it Everyone just hurts. Everyone else gets to go to Kanto and Sun and Moon. Yeah, oh, it just hurts so much. Except for you. <laughs> uh, that would have been such a good capstone, but whatever. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. You know, even if you were to add Kanto, there'd be people who are like, oh, but Johto's right next door. Why can't I go there? Exactly. You know? Well, that's that's the, honestly the big problem with Kanto is that if you put Kanto in a game post, post like the actual Kanto story, it is assumed that Johto is there, right? And if you can't uh-huh. go to Johto, it's just, it's just mean. It's just mean. Yep. But I digress. Let's talk about some legendaries. <laughs> let, let us. Let's talk about I, so, I think it's interesting to talk about, not just like from a cover legendary standpoint, but just from how they kind of started to break convention. And I think the Tapus are a good example of this because in the past two generations, they've kindly finally started to step away from extra legendary trios that were unnecessary. Looking at you, Gen 5, looking at you, Gen 4, and... We, we've kind of started to step back from that. And I really like the way they handled it in Sun and Moon recently with the four Tapus. I thought that was excellent. And I was thinking today, if we had four Tapus, could we do something like that again in Sword and Shield? And if you look at the UK, the UK is made up of four different countries. Mm-hmm. I can see uh, that happening. It's made up of, it's made up of Northern Ireland, Wales, Scotland, and England. So... Do we get do we get <laughs> British tapus with an attitude? Um. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh uh, hopefully not. <laughs> I'm really hoping not. Uh, what I could see are is something like crests, like something based on crests or something. Hmm. I I would be okay if they if they kept the same concept. And they don't make them fairy types this time. Please, no fairy types. I, I feel like I'm kind of worn out on that concept. And the Tapus are really good. Like, they're all very good Pokemon uh, competitively. But I, I kind of want to see something different. Because we got that huge fairy type love in Generation 7. Because they were just like, hey, we made this thing and it's doing all right. But you know what? Let's push it. Because we haven't gotten to play with this fairy type knob too much, yeah, right? Yeah. And they, they turned the fairy type knob up to like 10 and a half. Not quite to 11, but to 10 and a half. Yeah, I, I want to see that kind of get dialed down. Maybe we they do that by dialing up the poison and steel types, uh, which would be interesting in its own right. I would totally be down to see like a poison type, like four poison type Pokemon, or even just like some really cool mono type legendaries. Yeah, with the uh, industrial theme, I wouldn't be surprised to see poison type on all of them. If they uh, it steampunk moose, <laughs> God, <laughs> get your steampunk moose out of here. <laughs> I, I think it would just be really interesting, though, just from, like, a concept of if we got, like, a st- even Steel-type with the industrial theme that we seem to be seeing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it would be cool to just get, like, four Steel-types or something like that. Or, e- like like I said, um, I feel like with this region, you can have something spread out enough that it's not all based on one type, and maybe we get four different monotypes, right? We get a Poison-type, a Steel-type, and then two other types or something like that. I think uh, that would be well, really interesting. To be entirely honest, I have a... I have a suspicion that um, based on like prior sort of basing the legendaries off of a region in some roundabout way, even though they attached the Norse mythology to the French region for some reason, etc. The Three Musketeers I, like, were in. Yeah, but New they York. did have the Tapus. Yeah, they did have the Tapus in the correct sort of like area. 
uh, the South Pacific sort of setting. Uh, what we could very well see is like maybe like like Celtic mythology. Like we could very well see like a horned mm. legendary, like Cernunus or something, or like something based on Alesha, which is like a spirit mm. like that has skulls and antlers. And it's like based on the changing of the seasons or something. That'd be cool. I'd be okay with that. I, and and to your point about it be, not having to be based on the region, I think that depends on how we view Pokemon as a franchise. And this is going like really deep into like what Pokemon is and who's developing it. And with Sun and Moon, they really kind of shoved the whole "this is Hawaii" down your throat. And it w- it was very obvious that they kept just shoving it down your throat, like Alola, cousin. Hmm. Uh, and beaches and all of this other nonsense. The difference between that game and previous games is that Omori was the director and Omori again is the director on Sword and Shield. So I wouldn't be surprised if we got England or not England per se, but the UK just shoved down our throats again. Mm-hmm. 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 I can see oh, that. Man. I, 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 can that. T- I can already see it just in the trailer itself because it, it looks like our Pokemon gyms are going to be just soccer stadiums. Yeah, and I'm hoping that they end up being joinable factions, but we can continue on. Oh, that would be so cool. We should talk about that. Why didn't you suggest that as a topic? Uh, I didn't know how deep like, we could go on that one. Oh, I don't think it's deep enough, but that, that no, I want to... No, guys, this is World talk about of Warcraft. That. This is Pokemon. Like, you We're represent your teams online. Game it would be, wars. It would be great. I, I, I want to oh, join the Grass-type guild. Pokemon and... already has a gang war game, and it's called Pokemon Go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're not. You're not making a bad case for this, Gron. <laughs> so, uh, we could let Sublime join the wrong team again. <laughs> Would we have a Puckle team? <laughs> I don't think so. I think this is a choose-your-own-adventure game. But regardless, let's go back to Legendaries. Uh, right. Let's go back to legend. Did did Gen well, Six even have sub legendaries? By the way, no, it did not. I didn't if, think it anyway, did. We got. I'm kind of. Yeah, we got two sets in Gen Five instead. Yeah, I'm kind yes. of hearkening back to the whole Steel type thing, and I very much think we'll have Steel types because Sword and Shield. The name of the game is always relative to the box legendary. Yeah, but in those, some way. those are the box legendaries, though. We don't yeah. really have to care about those because those are stuck in Ubers and Ultra series. It's gonna be called sword. <laughs> it's gonna be called sword and shield, and what's gonna happen from there is we're not gonna get Aegislash in the regional Pokedex. Exactly. Right. Just like in Sun and Moon, how Solrock and Lunatone weren't even catchable. <laughs> this is fine. I'm okay. This is fine. <laughs> Aegislash uh, is not gonna be anywhere in Sword and Shield. Uh, I will bet. I will bet money on that. <laughs> You know, I think it will be there sort of like as remnants of the Pokemon War. Because, like, if they are allied with Kalos, then Kalos and on the war against Unova and op- probably also had Galar against Unova or something like that. The Galar Man, and Aegislash. Oh my gosh, that would be so cool if we went that deep into the history. And it's like Galar yeah, talks sword. about... Yeah. <laughs> Galar talks about how it was uh it used to be an empire that ruled over most of the Pokemon world. <laughs> it's like the predecessor of all the other regions. Remember remember when remember when we used to own Unova? Remember when hey, 
You know what they very well could do? Because they probably won't backtrack, but they very well could, like, later on in another generation, introduce, like, an India-based region. <laughs> Honestly, that would be an interesting region, though. Like, yeah. an Indian region would be really cool. Oh, it'd be beautiful. Yeah, you I'd get, be like, down. These busy cities and beautiful, like, mountainscapes. Oh, yeah, man. that would actually be... I'd be okay with that. I think there's a lot of potential there. Uh, you could also have cool legendaries there as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, the issue I have with, like, the sub-legends being steel-type would be that steel is just such a good type to have, much like That's Barry, true. But it's even worse. Yes. I think on the Discord earlier today, people were talking about a steel electric with levitate. It's like, hey, that's not as bad uh, as some steel is still, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so you're just talking about, like, Magnazone with levitate, right? Yes, so, I don't. I still don't think it's that bad. I don't think that's a, as scary as, like, Celestila, but... No, because it doesn't resist fighting. Like, steel type on anything just makes a defensive powerhouse, and I don't see yeah. them making multiple of those... Monsters. No, I like I said. I think it'd be better if they just did one of like they do four. They do four sub legendaries of different types. I don't know how well it fits into the story. Um, I mean, this is this is like really bad, and it's a really bad reference that I don't think Scrawn's gonna get. I, I think you'll only get because we were talking about it the other day. But the Mystic Knights of uh, Terog, <laughs> um, which is uh, which yeah, is yeah, a Power Rangers knockoff show from yeah. the late nineties. And they, it's literally just these guys that go around picking up weapons and like, they just, they put on armor. They're literally just Power Rangers. Uh, it's, it's medieval oh. Power Rangers, but I could oh. see it being something like that where you have like four Pokemon just guarding each region. Uh, just like you have the Alolan guardians. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting to see. And then maybe like you're disrupting them because all of them, it, it could very well be a, like a nature versus technology type of fight, kind of like in black and white too, what they wanted to represent. But it's not quite there in that story. I I can see it being a nature versus technology, though, like story arc. And we could see that kind of get melded in. I could see that. And like technology has taken over some of them, but not all of the. Yeah, well, maybe not even that. But I could see there being like an old steel type one that like maybe that was the one that like inspired a particular part of the region to start mechanizing first. Right. Yeah. They're just like, oh, look at this one. And then there's clinking clang. Uh um, <laughs> let's not acknowledge magirna that thing okay <laughs> I, uh i can just burn. clink clang and clink clang had an interesting uh sort of uh semi lore plot point in the victini movie when they actually like turned to like start the competition or whatever yeah well there's I, they're also in a there i think that was the one with the helicopter that was powered by the clink clang yeah uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and there was like the Gullark with the rocket booster. Yeah, well, stuff, which came out that of thing's amazing because <laughs> Gullark can legitimately learn fly. Oh uh, yeah, I, yeah, that was a really cool. Yeah, because Gullark can legitimately learn fly, and it, it, <laughs> it was the Iron Giant. Literally. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a it's a golem, uh, which is I, I think it's just I think it's a really interesting design for that. But okay. I, I don't know. I, so, I think we'll see, like, 80 Pokemon again, and I think it's yeah. very realistic that we get, like, a Tapu-esque deal. I think Tapu's went over so well with the community that I can definitely see them trying to repeat it. Again, they also have the same director, mm-hmm. so I could also see him just being like, hey, yeah, let's just do the same thing again. What kind of uh, <laughs> what kind of abilities would you like to see on a new set okay. of these legends? So, if they Pressure. do it... <laughs> there, there's so many things I want to see. I either want to see, like, because terrain's become such a big deal. 
I want to see more terrain stuff. Uh, whether that be when this Pokemon's on the field, you can't set terrain. Or cool. I, I think that would be a great way to neuter Tapu Koko. Is you have this Pokemon or a set of Pokemon, set of four Pokemon, that when they come out, you can't set terrain against them. Mm. Or, uh, or you go ahead and make it where they can also set terrain, and it's like different types. Like I mean, a fiery we, terrain. Like Maybe, a, I, I think they had such a good idea with the pledge moves, and that's I what really, I was actually going to bring up: is have the pledge effects as their set ability. I, I don't know if I want the pledge effects. But I like if we do anything with the pledge effects, I would like to see the pledge pledge moves be retconned to just set terrain. I would want that mm. instead. Mm. Yeah, uh, because currently the pledge ones only really work in double battles. Yes. yes. And that, yeah, because you get that extra like serene grace boost or whatever. Exactly. Uh, it depends on which combo you. It use depends yourself. on the combination. If you're using water I'm and fire, fire, water, yeah, yeah. water, fire, because that's you get the one you rainbow. Get. <laughs> I like you can also get grass. fire, yeah. The marshy one? with the mud, yeah. yeah. So an ability I think would be cool uh, would be like a Pokemon that when you put into the battlefield, like automatically casts reflect or light screen or like Aurora Veil or something. Oh, I feel mm. like that'd be a little much. I mean, the same thing. But with, with Aurora Veil, you just have to run weather to turn it off. <laughs> like three turns of a room ability would also be an interesting one, but probably broken. Uh, I think that would be broken if you could like set up a baby trick room. Mm-hmm. Um, unless unless they set up the trick room and that Pokemon's got like 120 base speed <laughs> uh, that would be something they do right like that would that would be an interesting ability though I mean and that's something that you could throw on a legendary is you could throw like baby trick room on something and in doubles that would just destroy things because you just have like Torkoal going first all the time or and... you could have like one in the back where you switch in and reverse the trick room exactly yeah make some really weird but then it games. then it would make that like a necessi- ne- necessary pokemon on teams and we'll see something that has higher than 90 percent usage like incineroar and i don't know that but i want make, that make them really bad pokemon <laughs> <laughs> like a male combi or something <laughs> <laughs> i mean i would be okay with it if as long like if it sets trick room it needs to have like a ridiculously high base speed like give it Oopsie's base speed because then because then it effectively turns into a Pokemon that is like a, it's essentially Regigigas mm. with yeah. with slow start because this Pokemon is going to be super slow at the beginning because it's got 150 base speed and it's just gonna it's gonna get knocked up by whatever else is there in its trick room environment and so like yeah it's gonna be garbage in singles but it'll be okay in doubles it, it'll find its place. <laughs> Yeah, and then you also have, say, Magic Room. Yeah, exactly. Ma- what does the Magic Room even do? Is that the it, item like, one? I think that's the item one, right? But I think there's another one as well. There, there are, Wonder, there are Wonder a couple Room. Of room. Wonder, Wonder what is Room, pre- it prevents uh, status effects. It's like Wonder Skin. Does it? Uh, That's I- interesting. Or maybe the effects of items or something. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that's Embargo. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, maybe it's like it's effects what, Wonder of abilities. Room switches the defense and special defense of all Pokemon. That That's what it is. I still am okay with that. I like, I like Wonder that Room would be as, an a, interesting as an idea. One, one. You know, yeah. that wouldn't even be broken. That'd just be like a smart Pokemon to use. Because yeah. you like have to know all your opponent's potential stats and be like, oh, Porygon 2, in this case, was probably running really high defense. So if I switch that and bring in my fighting type Pokemon with this ability, nah, nah, nah. 
Yeah, so magic room, for those of you at home, when we just said it was the item move. Um, <laughs> a magic room uh, prohibits the use of items through natural gift and fling. However, it does not suppress the effect of berries consumed through pluck or bug bite. Magic room does not affect effects that move items, such as trick and pickpocket. And if a Pokemon uses Judgment, Techno Blast, or Multi-Attack when Magic Room is in effect, it will be a normal type. So Magic Room just kind of nullifies items for the most it's part. A, yeah, it's a base embargo. It's like an active effect yeah. happens to them. I, uh, yeah. In That's Generation 6, uh, Magic Room does not prevent Mega Evolution. Uh, it does not prevent undergoing Primal Reversion uh, or yeah, undergoing Ultra Burst with an Ultra Necronium Z or using a Z move. You're still allowed to use Z moves. Makes sense. Yeah, it's uh, it's that that would be an interesting thing to do too, and then maybe on top of that, they can add a new room to it or something like that. Yeah, like they did psychic terrain, which is one yeah. of the better terrains. Yeah, like they added. I think was misty terrain even. A, I don't think misty terrain. I think they added psychic and misty. I and thought grassy. misty was one, which is why uh, it's so bad. But they added a few. They because I know electric terrain was a thing, and I think grassy one terrain of the was other, a thing because yeah, go goat was it. Pokemon. I, I'm gonna take a look because uh, I thought there was uh, there were a couple. Um, I guess not. I think I There's, guess it was it was only two of them in Generation Seven or in Generation yeah, Six. It was like electric four. terrain. Well, there's four now, but in Generation Six there were only two, I believe. No. Yeah, elect- it was electric and grassy. Was it, it electric and grassy? Okay. It says that Misty Terrain showed psychic. up in Gen Six too. So Gen- oh, but, so was Psychic Terrain the only one they added then? Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Which I did not know. Could- why we couldn't even predict it well i knew psychic terrain was new i knew that one yeah i didn't know about i thought there were only two and then we we got to three they tried in a really weird way to nerf priority oh because you got like bruxish you got tarina Oof. okay you got psychic so, terrain that's because Thunderous so, is a horrible pokemon that people shouldn't use it it's not even just it. that but they I, they do pay attention to their meta and that's something that I don't know if people realize. Like, they do pay attention to the competitive Pokemon meta. And every time I saw something come out for Gen 7 in terms of new Pokemon, new abilities and stuff like that, I thought, man, they really hate Talonflame. Because <laughs> in Generation 6, we were all about that Talonflame. And for good reason. Oh. Because he oh. could just priority Brave Bird for days. So what do they do? They come out with Queenly Majesty on Sarina. You can't use priority moves if Sarina's on the field. You They bring out... Uh, they bring out Bruxish. You can't you hit it with a priority move. They bring out Psychic Terrain. If a Pokemon's on the ground, it can't be hit by a priority move. And then they, they kill Gale Wings. And then anyway. they and then they said, Gale Wings, guess what? If you're not a full HP, you can't use it. <laughs> and so like they did everything to kill Talonflame. And then Thunderous as well, like Prankster to give Prankster some like nerf as well. So it's uh it was it was a nasty, nasty, nasty time. Yeah, I appreciate Dark types being immune to yeah, not, dark types being immune to to uh, status effect or prankster, or prankster, yeah, was really really good. I really that's appreciate nice that. flavor too. Yeah, I, like, it, oh, they forgot about it in a VGC match. In a in a, I think it was in Worlds VGC last year. I think they forgot about that that uh, mechanic. I don't think too many people thought about it until. Oh, I mean, no, I, they still don't think about it. I think it was two years ago where the Whimsicott was using its Z move, but it was yeah. a priority. Yeah. It happened though. Like it, it happened was, in the it was finals, weird yeah. Yeah. It was weird to think about. But yeah, I mean, it, there's some cool things they could do. I w- I'd be okay with some with either like I think the rooms it's a really cool angle to come in at. They could add like another room or two. 
Mm-hmm. And it, it would be a fun angle to come in at. It would just be something fun and gimmicky to try out. And I would I want a, like it to I want last. A fish and chips legendary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would want them to last a little less long than Terrains did, though. Yes. Well, I think what the, I what I really hope, and this isn't for legendary Pokemon per se, but I really hope because the Tapus are here, I hope that we see other Pokemon that kind of get electric terrain um, or electric surge, grassy surge, misty surge, and psychic surge. Oh, I'd love to as see like that. hidden abilities. I would love to see that happen. Well, they didn't even uh, bother doing that with the weather effects in the new generation. They're like, ah, that's just their second ability now. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I would be okay with it though. Maybe I, they I think give it'd be it to okay. Go Goat. Ha. <laughs> Dude, if Gogo got Grassy Surge, I'd be a kind of okay with it. So I'd be I. okay. Yeah, it deserves it. Yeah, good for Gogo. Gogo does deserve that. <laughs> he's he's been a good goat. Give Muna go. one of them too, or something. Uh, yeah, Muna. Yeah, exactly. I think that'd be really fun. Uh, that, that's just something to think about. Bring uh, back Gogo as a riding Pokemon. No. <laughs> Skinner was fun. Oh, it probably will be because Kalos tie-ins. What? <laughs> but we can't get to Kalos because Terminus Cave has caved in. Oh, man. Let's just stop <laughs> yeah, it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's stop it there. This is a great place to wrap up. We are going to take a uh, short break for you guys, and we're going to be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. So we will catch you on the flip-flop. Are you excited for Sword and Shield? Well, you should check out the Puckle Tea Public Store to get all of those t-shirts, all that Pokey swag, get some Sobble merch, get some Score Bunny merch, maybe even some Grookey. Support which gang you're in by wearing a t-shirt, buying a mug, tapestry, pillow, pretty much anything over at Tea Public. Everything you buy over the Puckle Tea Public Store helps support the show, and we really do appreciate it. So while we're in this time of hype, go check it out. Maybe there's something there that might tickle your fancy. So check out the Puckle Tea Public Store. Link in the show notes down below. Poke of the episode. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 184, Azumarill, the Aqua Rabbit Pokemon. Azumarill's long ears are indispensable sensors. By focusing its hearing, this Pokemon can identify what kinds of prey are around even in rough and fast-running rivers. <laughs> what so prey? What prey? Azumarill's a carnivore. <laughs> I'm really confused by that, because, like, bunnies aren't carnivores, right? Like, <laughs> Right? Yeah. And it's like no other... Okay, I guess they had it in the Ruby entry from Gen 3, and they just had to kind of stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. It's super weird, because it's a rabbit. It's a rabbit. <laughs> it has such a cute face. It's a bunny. What are bunnies doing eating eating things? Do these look like the eyes of mercy to you? <laughs> Man, that Pokemon sure looks like a carrot. Uh, right. All right, moving on. Oh, uh, Azumarill is actually not a terrible Pokemon competitively. And Gen 6 was actually in the OU tier. And until recently, it was knocked out of that, mostly due to Tapu Koko. Tapu it was knocked out. And Tapu Fini. Tapu Fini just outclasses it as a water fairy type. And so it's dropped the UU tier. It's in UUBL because it's too good for UU. Uh, so we are we are playing with it in the OU tier. I just think it's a lot of fun. If we look at Azumarill's base stats, they're not too great because he only has a base stat total of 420. But if you consider the ability huge power, he actually gets a really massive attack stat. So yeah. base 100 HP, base 50 attack, but huge power turns that into base 100. And we have base defense of 80, base special attack of 60, nobody cares, base special defense of 80, and base speed of 50. And he gets access to things like Aqua Jet and Belly Drop. He just he becomes a disgustingly good Pokemon. 
So just something to watch out for. Um, Azumarill, though, uh, if you're running it competitively, I think there is probably only one way to do it right now. And that is the Normalium Z Huge Power Belly Drum Set. It's Normalium Z Huge Power, 252 Attack, 252 Speed, Adamant, Belly Drum. And then you run it with uh, Belly Drum, obviously, uh, Aqua Jet, and I, I prefer Knockoff. And then you've got another move slot where you can put Liquidation Waterfall. Or in this case, I chose Play Rough since we're not carrying another Fairy type on the team. And so if you're playing Azumarill, you're like, man, I got this great Water Fairy. I really wish I had a Fire type to back it up. And there's only really two options for that, no you. And the answer is either Heatran or what we chose here, which is Mega Charizard X. And because of the current meta, the way to run Charizard X right now is 252 Attack, 252 Speed, uh, Dragon Dance, Flare Blitz, Earthquake, and Roost. The Earthquake is mostly just for Heatran, and you don't really need Dragon Claw to really take anything out or outrange at this point, and I think the Roost is much more valuable than anything else. Uh, but, but Sigma can keep talking about what else we're working on here. Yep, so after that, we wanted a Grass-type Pokemon on this to finish our Firewater-Grass-Core. So we were stuck between Tangrowth and Ferrothorn. We actually picked Ferrothorn to get those spikes down. And, uh... Yeah. Yeah, it's... Set is 252 HP, a little bit of defense with 24 points, and 232 spadef points. Exactly. I'm not exactly sure what that what that cutoff is, because I kind of just stole things from Smogon this week. I didn't actually look into it too much. Yeah, I'm... Um, their article we're, probably tells you what it's for. <laughs> it does. It does. And we should have probably know that. But we're we're running we're running the show a little early this week, so we didn't get to do our full prep like as usual. Yeah. But it, uh, so we apologize for that. But trust us, it's a good set. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have your basic Ferrothorn Zero Speedy IVs because we're running Gyro Ball, Spikes, Power Whip, and Leech Seed. Ooh. Yeah. So we get to set up hazards, we get to hit hard with Gyro Ball and Power Whip, and we can Leech Seed for some slow recovery. Mm-hmm. Power Whip. Power, Power Whip. whip. <laughs> <laughs> then we wanted Hazard Removal, and we went with Tornadus Therian form. Give it a Rocky Helmet, and 252 HP EVs, 4 Defense EVs, and 252 Speed EVs. Timid Nature. Give it Hurricane, Knockoff, U-Turn, and Defog for our Hazard Removal. Yeah, and we needed hazard removal real bad, because you have Charizard. <laughs> yeah, a Charizard team is not complete without hazard removal. Charizard is not. And so, I mean, if you look at that team, though, just that four core, though, we definitely had a huge issue with Tapu Koko. And I'm sure this is Scrawn's favorite Pokemon, and he can tell you way more about it. About Tapu Koko? No, no about yeah, about the Pokemon time. we chose to counter Tapu Koko. Yes. Oh, right. Uh, we chose Hippowdon. Uh, which is something I drafted in the PDL. Uh, we are doing a leftovers of Powdon with Sandstream, uh, 252 HP EVs, 112 defense, 144 is special defense, which is the most common uh, spread to run because it's a mixed defensive set with an impish nature. Uh, we got Stealth Rock, Earthquake, Slack Off, and Whirlwind, which is the most common uh, Hippowdon set. It's sort of uh, very, very anti pivot pokemon it helps you regain momentum while not directly doing so uh and oh man it's i, I like hippowdon it's it's a good pokemon uh, <laughs> and after that we got uh gengar with life orb and cursed body we added gengar because we needed a special attacker <laughs> and gengar's good uh it's got four hp evs 252 special attack evs 252 speed evs a timid nature shadow ball sludge wave taunt focus blast uh, I'd personally put Destiny Bond on there, but whatever. 
I I think Thunderbolt I think would be more useful. Yeah, on that's team. good too. That's good. Thunderbolt too. or Psychic I think would be more useful. I but... don't trust Focus Miss. I've I failed too many times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. It's a it's yeah. a bad move. Uh, <laughs> we were originally looking at Tapu Lele for that spot, but we realized with Psychic terrain that really doesn't synergize well with the Zoomerill, which this team is all about. So I mean, this is a pretty decent team. It it did okay. We built it really fast. It's not really as tested as some of our other teams. So play at your own risk. You're definitely going to find tweaks. I will be back on stream next week. So if you want to play against this team or maybe bring some adjustments to it, or you want to try to beat this team, uh, just come to stream, play me, beat me up. Uh, that's going to be at Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. So definitely check get that out. Get some Puckle League points. That's true. You get Puckle League points. I forgot about that. Well, that's not a good sign. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. It's been a while since he streamed. I haven't streamed for a couple of weeks because of the move. So, uh, uh, yep. so I didn't have everything set up until recently. Uh, but there we go. There's the there's the whole shebang. You got your Azumarill, your Charizard, your Tornadus, your Ferrothorn, your Hippowdon, your Gengar. It's going to be a good time. Uh, and also, for those of you who are patrons, we're going to be doing the uh, shiny Azumarill giveaway. Shiny Azumarill is at least cool this time. Yeah, so it's you, golden. Yeah, so you can get this Azumarill on, uh, on our giveaway. Just watch the Patreon. Also, if you're just a regular member, you, you can go to our Patreon and look at it as well. You can get the normal version. So just definitely check that out. We'll be posting that on our social media when it gets set up. So that is going to be it, though, for this Pokemon of the episode, unless you have anything cool to say about Azumarill. Um, I can only say nice things. Like, he, he can work out, but he doesn't need to. He has body positivity. Its base stat total is 420, so I, that brings mental images to mind. It used to be 410. He got a stat buff. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he, he did get a stat buff. He got a he got a 10-point stat buff to special attack. Wow. I just realized wow. he got a special attack buff. Wow. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, Azumarill is actually one of those Pokemon that just got keep, or kept getting better and better with each generation because That's Gen true. 2, it was absolute garbage. Then it got huge power, but the physical mm-hmm. special split didn't happen until Gen 5. In, in Gen, Gen 4, two, Gen 4. Yeah, Gen Pokemon. 4. Um, in Gen 2, it was one of the rarest Pokemon to find. I think, yeah, it was. Because Meryl was super tough to find in that one uh Cave yeah. that no one went into. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like a 5% chance Mount or Mortar. something in a specific area. Yeah. yeah. But, it's Umaril. Then Gen 6, it got a fairy typing, and it got the ability to have multiple egg moves be chained onto it. Yeah. Which really oh. helped it. That's how it got Aqua yeah, Jet and Belly Drum together. Mm-hmm. And that's when it oh, really man. got to take off as a competitive. Azumarill, looking at you, bud. Looking at you. Who would have known that a Pokemon with a base stat total of 420 was going to be so scary? But yeah, that's uh, that's the Pokemon of the episode this week. So we will uh, shift gears then, and we're going to kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your email. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. And as always, we'll give somebody the Green Tauros badge if we remember uh, <laughs> for sending in an email. But for those Didn't of you, you... give it out to Mito last week? I think so, actually. I forget who we did it. Yeah. Uh, but we... No, we gave it to the villain in gold last week. Okay. Because um, I remember listening and I thought Mito had a good email. But we are going to jump... We're going to jump into this mailbag... Uh, in a minute, but the mailbag, for those of you who are new to the show, is a segment where we read listener emails. You can send an email into pucklepodcast.gmail.com. We typically have a mailbag prompt 
that you guys can respond to. So before we get started, though, I want to ask our co-host because they haven't been they weren't on the show last week uh, about the mailbag question themselves. See if they can give a quick answer about what they think about the rumor of armored evolution in Generation Eight so far and what they think it is. Eh. Eh. Okay, that's a good that's answer. My Scott. answer. <laughs> <laughs> I am very much of the mindset where I don't believe any leak until it's actually confirmed because like i've been i've been in this game long enough oh I I, i'm there <laughs> that 90 percent of them are just going to be proven to be like lucky guesses you know absolutely from, I'd, <laughs> I'd say an, i'd say a pokemon game based on england it's not that far or i should say the uk because or i'll yeah, get called out on so twitter it again. goes to reason that sword and shield would be reasonable yeah those are reasonable names yeah exactly mm-hmm. or like what are you gonna say like like uh bourgeoisie and aristocrat like pokemon <laughs> yeah like honestly pokemon mary poppins and pokemon po- chimney Suite? pokemon nature pokemon industrial like, okay uh, okay we're good <laughs> we're done pokemon we're... fish pokemon chips oh god <laughs> oh well, what about you sigma I <laughs> I think we have a better chance of breaking through Terminus Cave than them giving Flygon anything. So. <laughs> As it should be. As it should. All right. Well, with that, let's jump into some of these emails. We got a few of them this week, and I think the first one is from uh, Mido, and I think I'll take that one because it's short. <laughs> okay. Dear Thatch and his emergency printer repair team. That's an inside yeah, joke because yeah, I still yeah. haven't fixed my uh, printer. Uh, We're uh, really bad at our job. Armored evolution as a concept. Sure. Why not? I guess. Next step evolution through external enhancements to oppose Kalos's evolution through bursts of inner energy. Hey, a city on the gallery map even looks like an armored dragon. It must be true. Or some guy uttered the word Flygon on 4chan and the fan base erupted with speculation pick forts and prediction torches. That's actually a nice visual. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's good. This is, it's like the reading literature. That was an artistic. That was an artistic, uh, artistic alliteration there. Either way, whether it's true or not, I find armored evolution to be at least an interesting part of the speculation focus. Next step evolution. Yawn. Been there, done that. The concepts are cool, but let's focus on literally anything else. Uh, ultra mega evolution. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. One indicator for new features and focus <laughs> tends to be on the professors. Elm studied breeding, Birch studied habitats, Rowan studied evolution, Juniper studied origins, Sycamore studied mega evolution, and Kukui studied Pokemon attacks. So my question this week is, in a game like Sword and Shield, what could the professor study and what features could that lead to? Stats. Yours cheekily. Clearly, they're going to be studying armor. Does <laughs> that make sense? Oh my gosh, he's uh, just studying suits of armor. He's not even a Pokemon uh, professor, right? That's actually a good way to kind of debunk it, but not to, because it kind of has a tie-in. Like obviously, in the last two gens, yes, you had Sycamore with Mega Evolution and Kukui doing Z moves. Mm, but what would they? What would be the gimmick? That's a good. That's I a really good mm-hmm. I think there's speculation going around that there are two laboratories in the starting town area. Oh, so maybe one for attack and one for defense or something like that. One studies, one studies Kalos and one studies Galar. Um, uh, yeah, wishful thing. Or one studies swords and one studies shields. Exactly. Attack and defense stats. Yeah, there we go. Let's study stats. Uh, and attributes let's do it. Pokemon. Let's do it. <laughs> well, thanks for that email, Mido. Um, this next one is going to be from, I believe, Knox. Uh, I think we're going to give that one to you, Scron. Okay. All right. It, this is the one 
Yes. <laughs> greeting, greeting. All right. This is hanging in debt, man. <laughs> all right. Greetings, Thatch and his great, gorgeous, geeky, go-getter gamers of co-hosts. It's Nox here to tell you about my thoughts on Armored Evolutions. First of all, I would like to, I would not like to see Armored Evolutions in particular, but I would really like to see some cool costumes that we can use to create crazy costumes for our mons. I believe that the immersion would be greatly increased if we dress up our favorite friends. Okay, now I'm going to stop you there. <laughs> that could get real bad. Real fast. Yes, it can. <laughs> Oh, I would like to direct yeah. you to the PokemonCenter.com Gardevoir plush reviews. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Personally, I would love to see some sorcerer, knight, king, chef, and various sport outfits. Maybe also some sort of cosplay Pikachu-esque outfits for other Pokemon like Mimikyu or Eevee. Or if we would also like to see some more trainer customization, but that's a mailbag for another day. Sorry for the alliteration, whoever ended up reading this, but I did it the first time, and I'm continuing the pattern. Regardless, I've been your friendly neighborhood Knox, the DDD Destroyer, your one and only Noiver Nut, and Delibird Dabbler. See you on the flip-flop, Puckle Pals. This has been Knox, signing off. P.S. Never call my baby Noivern a rat ever again, or so help me, I will backhand your beloved beta fish. <laughs> Uh, this is a reference to something that went on the Discord. When In I Discord? Called, uh, okay. Yeah, I think I called his, I think I called Noivern an overgrown rat with big ears. It is, though. <laughs> it's a bat. <laughs> that's what bats like, that's, are. That's what bats are. Basically, with wings, yeah. Yeah, that's what they are, the rodents. <laughs> All right, we've got another one, uh, one more email today from, I guess, just Matt. I like the name. All right. Good day, Thatch and Buckle team. To begin, I'd like to say that I am a new listener that only discovered the podcast a few weeks ago. I had never before thought to search for Pokemon podcasts, but I'm glad I did. Puckle is such a fantastic podcast. I love the structure, the segments, and the quality and diversity of discussion that is fostered throughout each episode. This is definitely a testament to the knowledgeable, engaging, and entertaining team, and I am now hooked. I felt compelled to write the into the mailbag, not to discuss Armored Evolution topic, which would be an unnecessary gimmick, but to discuss something Thatch mentioned a few episodes ago. Pokemon Stadium. This is a man after my own heart, by the way. He's oh, okay. <laughs> Get out your bingo cards, everyone. <laughs> Here we go. Uh. Pokemon Stadium would, would be great as post-game for Sword and Shield. Given the gyms are now soccer stadiums, I would like gym battles to be tournament-style competitions rather than single battles. However, once you beat the Elite Four and become champion, you are invited to the Galar Pokemon Stadium Tournament. The stadium would have all the game modes similar to the 64 games, tournament cups with certain restrictions and battle styles, gym leader castle where you can choose which reason, region's gym leaders you want to battle, and a trainer tower similar to which offers consecutive battles much like the Battle Tree. Oh, I hate that, though. Battle Tree's bad. <laughs> uh... I mean, it's just another reskin battle tower. I know. It makes me hurt, though. I want, I want like, legit Pokemon Battle Frontier back. Like, uh... give me Battle Frontier. Literally just take the one from Gen 3, copy-paste, I'm happy. I'll, just <laughs> give me the Battle Pike music and I'll be happy. I want, I want a... <laughs> I want OC I want, characters again in charge of that. I just <laughs> want the Battle Frontier to exist, like the good Battle Frontier, not this Gen 4 Battle Frontier, the Gen 3 Battle Frontier. I want that to exist during the physical special split. 
That's all I want. That's all I ever wanted to Game Freak. That's all I want. <laughs> I just want I just want Battle Factory back. That's all I want. Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> no, what I was really upset they didn't do was put the mini games from Stadium into Let's Go and Oh, uh, uh, that's true. I feel like that's such a moneymaker. Honestly, if they just kind of came out with like a little $10 thing on the eShop that was just all of the mini games from Stadium 1 and Stadium 2 packaged together, I would buy that in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely. The mini games were great. And they mm-hmm. should have put them in the game corner because they couldn't put anything else in the game corner anymore. <laughs> that, oh my gosh, the game corner. That would have been great. Oh. It would have been the perfect place to put them. But no. Oh, you're so right. Okay, okay. We should stop talking about that and finish this email. <laughs> All right. There's, there's not too much left. This would promote using different Pokemon on different teams, as you would need to develop different strategies for each level of competition. Also, there needs to be better rewards than BP for completing each competition, such as Pokemon with exclusive moves like Amnesia Psyduck to entice players to continue the po- in the post-game mode. I think this would help bridge the gap between more casual Pokemon players like myself and competitive battling. I agree. Yeah. Especially with bottle caps and stuff. Yeah. This guy should be on the show. He has good ideas. (laughs) (laughs) To me, it makes perfect sense to integrate Pokemon Stadium into the games rather than remake it. It was such a fantastic IP and a shame that it has gone by the wayside like all other Pokemon spinoffs. A little bit, right? (laughs) can't wait for pokemon go 2 to come out (laughs) the one thing i don't want to come back about pokemon stadium is that freaking long time it takes for a pokemon to come out of a pokeball that's well that's because of like just the rendering time of the n64 i would be (laughs) like i don't know if there's a good way to do pokemon stadium now that we're going to be on the switch because like back when we had sun and moon 3ds and we had the wii u which wasn't doing anything I think it would have been really cool, just like I said, a 10 to $20 little DLC package you download on your Wii U, you can connect your 3DS to it, and you can have Pokemon battles with your friends on the TV. No longer is that a problem. We can have Pokemon battles on my TV all day. Like, next to UUTC, I fully expect to do my battle against Scrawn on a TV. And it'll be perfect, and everybody will love it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I'm just waiting for it. Yep. Uh, it. It'll be a good time. So I, I, think that's, I think that's where I'm at on that front. Uh, but we'll see. It would be great to get your thoughts on this. Thank you all for such a great podcast. I look forward to listening as Gen Hype Train rolls on. All the best, Matt. Perfect. Okay. So that guy wins the Green Taurus badge because of the ego pandering and because of the awesome Pokemon Stadium topic. (laughs) Uh, We have to vote. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm okay with this. (laughs) <laughs> uh, okay yeah i guess i i guess okay fine. you have Two to be three. okay with it scrawn whatever <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna force fido to write uh, in again uh, <laughs> <laughs> write a better okay. email like this guy i like this email right here um write me a poem he didn't write me a poem uh, uh right uh-huh. So that is it for the mailbag. Uh, congratulations to you, Matt. I, I hope we get to hear more from you as time goes on. Uh, we really appreciate you guys coming and listening to the show and, and just hanging out with us. We really do. So if you want to email us next week, you can email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, letting us know what kind of legendaries you would like to see in Pokemon Sword and Shield. We really want to hear about that. It, it was a good discussion today. I really liked it. And so... If you want to hang out with us some more, though, you can always come to our Discord. You can always follow us on social media, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Reddit. 
you can always go ahead and catch us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast where we stream and we have a great time. You can check out some schedules and if you're on the Discord, you'll find out when we're online as well. Uh, you can always go ahead and support the show financially as well by checking us out at not only Twitch, but you can check us out on T Public, where we sell a bunch of cool Pokemon designs. You can check us out at Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast, where right now, uh, if we hit the $500 a month tier, we're going to be doing a uh, 12-hour live stream. And at $600 a month, we're going to be bringing back Puckle Movie Night, uh, which is just a once-a-month event where we do it. And I actually have a way to enhance Puckle Movie Night that I haven't unleashed to everybody else. It's going to be super exciting. Uh, so definitely keep an eye out for that. And let's see, I, I think that's pretty much it uh, for my my normal spiel. If you want to listen to more Puckle, we're going to have Puckle live out this week on the Puckle Plus feed. So that's another feed where we do TCG cast, Game Corner, and just a bunch of other Puckle stuff. So definitely catch us over there. Uh, I think this time we have Bird Keeper, Cobra, and Minor Manetric being on the show this week. So definitely check those guys out uh, over there on our on our Puckle Plus feed. And if you want to be a part member of that, just join our Patreon. It'll be a good time. So, uh, that is it for the show this week. So, I am Trainer Thatch. I'm Zakrat. And I'm Mar Sigma. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Puckle would like to thank all of its patrons for making the show possible. Of course, we'd also like to thank Xander for making that cool intro at the beginning of the show as well. But if you're a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash pucklepodcast and get a host of cool rewards as well as being on the Patreon live show. You could get some cool Pokemon distributions. We just gave away a shiny Magnezone. And you can also, of course, give away uh, pretty much anything. I mean, you can just come on. We have tons of rewards, access to our exclusive Discord. But thank you to Greg Viger, Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, 
Andrea, the fluffiest whimsicott, Shamu, Snag, Dexio, uh, Christina, or Christian, um, Rotted Mushroom, Bosephus, Alvairin, Seth Vilo, Marcus, Claude Nine, Dennis, Eric, Michael, R Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Nathan, the Golden Klefki, the British Gent, Trevor, TJ, Doc Knox, Echo, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Jeremy, Louise, Wade, Kevin, Justin, Tank, Jonathan, Greg, Bodtak, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Rory, Jedi DJ, Sparky, Nick, Dylan, Shira, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, Thomas, Zero, Curtis, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Joseph, Travy, and The Real Eevee. Thanks to all of you guys for helping make the show possible. We really appreciate the support, and we'll keep on keeping on. So we will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 